When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Oh, it's yeah. Gary Brooks, Dan Cilio. Did you watch my rant at all? Yes, I did, bro. Yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> and you K-State dudes put it on my canes, and it's all I could take. Hold on, but when you turn around and say, you know what? And you put a, they put a 50-burger on us, and they came in 21, and when they beat us, they were still 21. They didn't even go up in the rankings. That's how <laughs> terrible we are. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I did that on the air. I'm referencing wow. a, a rant I did years ago, and I didn't realize the rant that people call one of the best in sports talk radio history because it was on the air. It was my first segment. I had forgotten. I had lost my mind because we had lost to your school. Right, right, right. Not lost. But they drugged them up and down the field. They could not. It was, Barrett, I was like, it was like watching somebody in a fist fight with one arm beating the shit out of someone else. And I, bro, they Colin were good, Klein. Man. Klein was the quarterback. That's what we talk about. Colin Klein yes. was the quarterback. I'm like, come on, not Klein, not Klein. Why is he bad? <laughs> oh, he wasn't. He wasn't the best quarterback we've had at Kansas State. Just put it like that. <laughs> he wasn't he was okay <laughs> wow so i got beat by a scrub by a, dude, by, by a dude by a dude we got beat by a dude as i like to say man i gotta ask you something out of the gate here you know the notion that people when they come to philly every athlete that i heard here talking about potentially coming and play oh man I don't know. You think professional athletes like playing in Philadelphia? Yes, they do. And I'm glad you brought that up because I guess I was totally wrong with the pulse of the city because Alec Baum came with it, apologized, and the city took him back with open arms. He got a standing ovation when he walked out for, um, when he walked on the field, walked up the bat. Now he's good. That, sh- he that shocked home. you. It really shocked me. It really shocked me because they don't. They usually don't let stuff like that pass. You know what I'm saying? They usually don't. But they uh, they let it slide. And, and and long story long, they you know they 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 gave him a standing ovation. But I'm telling you this, he's good until he starts batting 205, 180. He gets like that, they're gonna. They're going to oust him so fast. Oh, we remember what you did. Don't think we didn't remember. We remember what you did. But you're playing well enough right now that we're going to let we're gonna give you a pass. But if he starts messing up, 
I'm telling you, because he's not good enough to play third base. He's not good enough. But he's not he, a good enough bat to put to put in a to put in a lineup, you know, consistently when you have to you might have to take out Reese Hawkins, Reese Hoskins, or 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 if you gotta take out um um even you know, even Didi Gregorius, even if you have to take him out. I don't know if he would necessarily be good enough to 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 spell anybody in the in the in the outfield or a third base. So what do you do? You go where how do you play him? I mean you you're not gonna you're not gonna DH him over Bryce Harper or anything. I mean it's just it's just he's gotta get it together. He's gotta get it together fast. Do you think people took him back because he owned it right away? Yes. He didn't sugarcoat either. He didn't try to apologize his way out of it. He said, that's not what he meant. He says that he said it, and he admitted. He said, yeah, I said it, but I didn't really mean it. I was in the heat of the battle, pissed off. Could have said anything, though, dude. I hate <laughs> it right now. Um, I hate tonight. I hate that. But I hate. I effing hate it here. I well, mean. Here could have been anything. Here could have been okay. in the major leagues. Also, oh, now been- you're giving him a hall pass now. No, I'm never giving him a hall pass. I'm just okay. saying, just with the, I'm giving you the pulse of what the city is. Oh saying. no, I, I, I think he's shit on Philly. I just, I do. Oh, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think there's any other way to look at it. Yep. You think the city's now becoming a little bit softer now when it comes to that kind of stuff? How about this? Oh, no question, tolerant? no question. They're becoming more tolerant because they gave Ben Simmons every possible scapegoat type of way. You know, he could have he. They could have said he hurt his wrist, so that's why he couldn't shoot. But they gave him every excuse possible, and he still wouldn't shoot. So yeah, and and they still, they still, you know, were fans of him until Shit. he said he want to be here. Half the fan base still loves Carson Wentz. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. They feel like you know, Carson Wentz, man. He just, he just wasn't. He just wasn't right for this city. He yeah, but right for Barrett, it, to, to the point of what you're saying here, so Philadelphia over the last six years, let's just put it here. You've had two athletes in Ben Simmons and in um, Carson Wentz where fans were hoping and praying that these guys were going to turn it around, that these players were going to be leaders. Remember something, right? Coaches, too, right? Now. Coaches too now. Put coaches into the equation also. Okay. Okay, how about this? But Barrett, you chose this dude over Jimmy Butler. Right. <laughs> okay, I mean, get this. And what, why I say that is Jimmy Butler kind of represented old Philly. Yep. Hardcore dude. You're not going to push his ass around. There's a respect level in the room. Ben Simmons is a flake. You don't know what that guy's about. Okay, but they chose that guy, and the organization chose that guy. And – you have two players that maybe change the idea of how fans look at these athletes today that you're hoping, you're wanting to push them, you want things to turn around. We're back in the day, dude. If you effed up, get his ass out. Dude, Lindros got annihilated. Still getting annihilated. Philadelphia. Still annihilated. And, and it was, was his parents. And, and, oh, look. And it was, it was because of his parents. You know what I'm saying? They they absolutely just just burn him at the stake, man. But you know he did his he did his fair he share. Did, he did. You know, but I mean, just like I, I said, Ricky Waters. Um, even even McNabb to an extent. 
McNabb, no, man. The ending was terrible in Philly. Oh yeah, man. It, it was it was really bad, man. And he came back. Um, Trot came back and they they opened with open arms because he left because of money. Um, B Dog left because of money also. But McNabb left because he wanted to leave because he was tired of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but why go to Washington? I don't know how they even pulled that off. <laughs> they traded him to Washington. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Hey, man, I, I just, you know, because I saw like 80% of, I saw some polls somewhere where 80% of the fan base has accepted the apology of the kid. And I was going like this, really? In Philly? You're you right. say that you effing hate Philadelphia or how you said it, I hate it here, whatever. <laughs> and they let you off the hook like that? I cannot believe that. No, it, 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 it's, now I'm wondering if Bryce Harper had said that, if it would be a different story. That if Bryce had said that, if they would have took a bigger dump on him, because again, we tend to dump on stars more so than just a dude. And I think this kid, he's just kind of a dude right now. You know what I'm saying? Well, Bryce. See, I can't think of Bryce like that because Bryce is the consummate pro. Oh, dude, Bryce, he loves it in Philly. He yeah, loves he, it in Philly. He understands everything. You know, he's not the type that's going to go out there and overly do things, eat a cheesesteak every day or anything like that. But he understands what it is to, 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 to be tied into this fan base. So he, he adjusts accordingly. He came in. He wasn't He wasn't one of those guys that, you know, going to, you know, run up the Rocky steps or anything like that. But he understood from playing against Philly, how he had to come in. And he's been he's been that dude since he's been here. You know, you you can you can't find anybody that that hates, you know, Bryce at this point. He's done everything he's supposed to do. He tried to win. He's trying to win right now. Yes. He's trying to win right. He's trying to do everything he can. He's he's one of those guys that um he's even recruiting guys right in free agency trying to get guys to come and play in Philadelphia. He, and it's he working. is yep. totally a Philly. Yep. Yeah, uh, I mean, just little things. And he's not a guy that's going to be a rah-rah guy. He lets his actions speak for him. And I think that's the best way to work out here in Philly. You don't I'll have to you say something. much. Your actions dictate what you're trying to get, a, the point you're getting across. Then you're doing exactly what you need to do. They don't need to hear about, hear you. They just need you to be about it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I love, I love what D-Train said here. He is a villain, and I love villains in sports. Sports need villains. When oh, yeah. Bonds oh, yeah. was rolling around Major League Baseball and everyone hated him, having a villain in sports is so great. Yep. It is wonderful. It's dialogue. When A-Rod, the steroid era was the best era in baseball no history. Question. No question. Because you had villains, Juan Gonzalez, Barry Bonds, Ken Caminetti. You had guys at Roger Clemens. Mark, Mark McGuire. All of those you know dudes became villains. Conseco. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then I love you it. had the Derek Jeters and the Ripkins. You're sitting, you had great, great villains. I love when we're, there's a bad guy or like a team, like the Patriots. Everybody hates the Patriots if you're not from yep. the New England area. Exactly. You root against those dudes, man. I'll tell you something. I like this one topic here that Razor threw at us here. You think Jalen Hurts ever gets to a second contract in Philly? Whoa. Hey, before you answer that, so Matt Corral is in Philadelphia today. Yep. 
Will the Eagles, here's the topic, will the Eagles like Matt Corral enough to take the quarterback in the first round? Yes or no? No. No. But they will get him. If he's there in the second round, they'll trade up for him. And that would be a great trade for him, to trade up for him. If this kid's in the second round, you grab him. You, there's no question you do. It's a quarterback factory, man. And um, just being honest, why wouldn't you? If that kid hadn't got hurt, oh, he'd be talk. He'd he'd be right up there with 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 um with Pickett, you know, and Malik. So, yes, he he's he's uh he had a great season this year. I mean, considering he 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 swam upstream, bro, because he was his first year. He was he was he was just, he was very giving with the ball to the defense. He was you know? also. Matt Corral was also um, well-coached by Lane Kiffin. Yep. Okay? Yep. I mean, yep. Lane Kiffin's got complex offenses. They're pro-style offenses. That's what they ran at Bama. And if you think about it, you go back, when they started doing the spread offense and all that, it was Kiffin in the offensive coordinator's chair Yep. at yep. Alabama. Yep. So this guy was there when they were making that transition from going to three yards in a cloud of dust to spreading the ball out, getting these quarterbacks and these wide receivers in the room. Lane Kiffin was in the room there. Yep. And so Kiffin has brought what he learned under Saban. I'll tell you something else about uh, Xander's boy, Nick Saban. You know, Mario Cristobal, he was at some smaller school for years, and then he went to Oregon. But he cut his chops learning how to recruit, learning how to bring guys in and skilled guys in. He learned it from Saban, too. Saban – Schooled him, and now he's the head football coach in Miami Hurricanes making $8.5 million. Lane <laughs> Kiffin's making $8.5 million as the head coach of Ole Miss now. I Bro, mean, it's, better to, it's better to have a head coaching job in college oh, it is. than it is in the NFL. Yeah, because it's safer. And right. look at Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian's the head coach Texas. of Texas Longhorns. I mean, yep. these guys were all in the rehab center at yep. Alabama. <laughs> I mean, Saban runs a rehab center, and get this, he's the only coach that could put Bill O'Brien on a staff or Sark or Kiffin or any of these guys with the Denson defender. He doesn't give a shit about what you think of him or who he hires. He's going to hire offense and defensive-minded guys. It's like a rehab center in Tuscaloosa. Well, he, that's and what he does, man. do want to get giant jobs. Yep. Um, he, he, Look he at takes- Kirby Smart. He takes away he takes away that tarnished silver, yeah, and, and buffs it back up. Absolutely, you know? these guys I mean, all have. Look at Kurt, Kirby to to um, Cristobal to Sarkis. These guys all have massive jobs now, and it's really a great testament to this. Now Corral has been coached by that, so you think there's a chance now? Instead of it, how about this? So. You don't see the Eagles taking one of those ones and grabbing one of these quarterbacks, grabbing Corral. No, uh, if they do, they're going to take one of these ones and, and trade up for a cornerback, just like you saw. I think it was D-Train who made it um, – or somebody on the stream made it obvious that um, Nelson not signing back because he signed with the Texans two years, $10 million. That really, really put the heater on um, on this draft for um, – For a corner. It was Paul, yeah, Paul Mancini. Yeah, it, it it puts the heat on them now. They have to get a cornerback. Now they have to draft um, specific to a position. 
They got to go positional as opposed to getting best player available. Why don't I go get Stephon Gilmore? Because you got to pay, man. I keep telling oh. you they're not coming in on these pay these 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 uh one year prove it deals, bro. <laughs> when you've already yeah, proven yourself, that's the greatest way to do it, Barrett. Instead of getting a kid on a contract that you tied into a three year deal because those deals. Would oh, I'm be not there. saying I'm not saying the Eagles. I'm not saying the Eagles shouldn't do it. Okay. What what I'm saying is they're gonna try to make them do it, but these players aren't aren't having that. Okay. They're not doing it. That's why Nelson said, you know what? I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? I proved that I should have a long uh, long term contract. And they didn't give it to him, so he went to greener pasture. He goes down to hot weather Texas. <laughs> goes to Texas. <laughs> Jesus South Christ, Texas, man. Too. I mean, hey, well, what's his name, man? Brandy Cooks wanted to stay there um, as well. Also, here's something else. that. But, but, well, before I get to this other one, you see Derek Carr just signed a brand-new three-year contract, $42 million per. <laughs> That's the going rate right now. Forty-two million, an extension. Forty-two million a year. And now he's got Devonte Adams and Hunter Renfro as his wideouts. That great tight end, and they got a great running back. Tell you what, man, Josh McDaniel. Okay, you got a lot of toys. Go around. He, I, I think the Raiders are going to have. How about that AFC West, dude? I mean, really, Denver, the Chiefs, the the Chargers. The Chargers had a great offseason. I'm going to look the up Raiders all their rosters. Dante Adams. Let's look at all their rosters. I'm going to go through them. I'm going to pull up, Dude, pull up their the rosters. AFC West is, <laughs> is killing it, man. Dude, I think Derek Carr is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he Him is. and Cousins, he's better than Cousins. But if you look at Derek Carr's numbers over the last five years, dude, this guy's a top five numbers quarterback, man. And this is all learning under the helm of John Gruden and that dysfunctional organization, Mark Davis, and that organization, all the shit that they went through, <laughs> and for them to even make the playoffs last year, I says I think that is a merit badge for Derek Carr and how he handled that team and how he handled that had an he had a substitute teacher coach, right? They right. still made it, right? A special team, a special teams coach at a that. special teams coach at best too, right? That's uh that's incredible, man. So. When you look at how deep these uh the, the NFC um I mean the AFC West is, I mean of course we we'll go to Kansas City. Look at all the work they got: Travis Kelsey. Um, you know what uh, I think they're going to struggle Edwards at. Barry, you that? know what I think they're going to struggle at. What's that? Who's the other wideout on the other side of 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 um? Oh shit! They don't have a number one now. Oh, is it Juju Schuster? Juju, yeah, they got Juju Schuster. That's they a got, downgrade. Uh, yeah, well the, the speed downgrade. They got Mikael Hardman. Georgia guy speed for days. Uh, they did. They, they did go out. I think with uh, Marquez Valdez Scanting. Now he was like the number two receiver in Green Bay. He can ball. He's he's good. He's better than he's better. Than what people give him credit you, for. You know what though, Barrett? That sounds like a B plus. Yeah, B plus. If, if you add Kelsey in it, you may get an A minus. Right, right, but right. Well, Kansas yeah. City they walk back in the skilled position when you lose Tyree Kill like that. And you're you can't replace that. Guys. No, you can't replace that. You know, I mean, even you know, a guy that I think he's on his. I know he's on his last leg. And Josh Gordon, watch me. Watch, watch this, this, this quarterback. Watch Patrick Mahomes put Josh Gordon back on the map. But when Josh Gordon first came hey. out of Baylor, hey, I thought he was the next up and coming to. That's how good I thought he was leaving Baylor. He was hey. unbelievable. Barrett, 
I went and saw him when he, I went and saw him. He was with the Browns and I saw him when he had been out of football for a year. Right. (laughs) And I think he had 114 yards and I think he had like nine catches. I saw him live. I said, Josh Gordon is the best receiver in the league. I could not believe (laughs) how good. And I go, that guy's been out a year. I go, it looked like he was out a day. And Dan, I could not believe how athletic he was. Dan, I was screaming to people telling them how good Josh Gordon was. People to understand, why do you think this kid is getting shot after shot after shot? He was the second coming, man. This dude, dude was so good, bro. He, and, was, and he, was, he, was, he was the next T.O. He was the next Jerry Rice. He was yeah. that talented, bro. I thought he was like, he reminded me of Randy Moss. Right. He was unbelievable. I'm see that I, I see. I know you watch film now, man, because you could you could pick that out, man. He was unbelievable. That's why he's still in this roster, man. You Sorry. know, and, and Barrett, the way he pushes off, the way he's like, he's so physically demanding yep. to try to cover, <laughs> man. I'm like, the real he deal. Runs great routes, everything. I mean, he's just a fruit loop, and yep. he can't put the pipe down. It's all and I don't have a problem with guys smoking weed, but. Dude, the AFC West, go on. Go ahead. Well, I mean, if he could, man, he'd he'd have been so good. All right, let's go to the Broncos now. So, of course, they got their new quarterback, Russell Wilson. But what do they have as far as athletes? Now, they did get rid of their tight end, you know, and that that kind of They got Judy out there. Yeah, but, yeah, they got Cortland um, Sutton, second rounder, baller, should have been a first rounder. That tight end's good. Well, he left. No, he's going. Oh, they sent him to Seattle. That's, That's right. right. Albert. Uh, now they have Albert Okwong Okwong Boonan. Nam. I don't. I don't know how to say his name. Okwong Boonan. Uh, he, he's pretty. He's 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 okay. Uh, Eric Thomason. He was from. He was in uh, Baltimore for a while. Uh, I don't have anything. But then they have okay, uh, Jerry Judy. Back? Yeah, what I'm saying. I'm gonna get to it. <clears throat> then they have Jerry Judy. They have KJ Hamler, Penn State, straight speed. Just hasn't been healthy. Um, oh man, they got Travis Fulgham. Travis Fulgham, he's a one-hit wonder in Philadelphia like two years ago. He came out bananas for like five or six games, you know, 100 yards a game, balling. And uh then he did nothing after that. So they have pretty they got really good receivers. You know, they got four good got four good receivers that can play. I bet you they grab another one in the draft. Oh, yeah, they will. And then running back, they got Devontae Williams. That's the rookie from last year, second yep. rounder. Yep. Bald. Runs hard. Yep. He's the real deal. So they'll be all right on the offensive side of the ball. And defensively, man, they're underrated defensively. You know, they got uh, Ronald Darby. They added Gregory. Patrick Sutton. They got Bradley Chubb rushing the passer. I mean, they're going to be good, man. DJ Jones rushing the passer from the middle. And I like Patrick Sertan. I thought that they should have got him. Then they got Kareem Jackson. Kareem Jackson is a baller, man. If you know, Micah he, Parsons didn't have the year he Simmons had, Sertan would have been the rookie of the year defensively in um, oh, yeah. in Denver. Oh, yeah. Oh, He's yeah. a great football. Look at the Chargers, dude. Look how good that unit is. You go that to Chargers unit, now. Man, they've got Ys and Zs. That Eckler kid can run the ball. That quarterback is spectacular. Their old line is much improved. Yeah, Rashawn Slater. I think the are going to be. A, I think there's going to be a dark horse team. Yeah, they are. Rashawn Slater had an All Star year. He he made it to the Pro Bowl his rookie year. Really good from from Northwestern. Tackle yep. from Northwestern, first round pick. 
Then they went out, uh, they went last year and got Lindsey, uh, Corey Lindsey from Green Bay. That was uh, that was A Rod's center. He was pissed about that, real pissed about it. Um, then you know, of course, they got Justin Herbert, but uh, like I said, Austin Eckler, he, he's one of the most versatile backs you can get from the receiver position. They got Mike Williams, you know, he signed him Keenan back Allen. a three year deal. Keenan Allen is. He's an all-time great, man. I don't know when he 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 got drafted in the third round in 2013, man. Yeah, and man. He's hasn't been lost a, a step yet. He's been a Pro Bowl wideout since they brought him in. That was a tremendous find by uh Tom Telesco. He did a great Definitely. job with him. I think they got him out of Cal. Yep, yep. And then look um, what he did on the defensive side of the ball. Well, no, Adding all look. them dudes on the defensive side, too, man. I mean, they well, got look better. At this, They're gonna be better. They got a deep threat in Jalen um Guyton. Guyton is, is, is a 4-3 guy who finally started turning around and, and putting that speed and playing. But you're right. Look at on defensive side of the ball. There you went. I got Austin Johnson. You know, he was there. Uh, Sebastian. That Joseph Derwin Day. James can play. Oh, come on, man. He may have got Khalil Mack. And, and Derwin James might be the best player on that team. I know, man. He right. might be the best player on the team. He is great. Oh, man. He can play anywhere. He can play a, anywhere. You know who he reminds me of? Cam Chancellor. Right, 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 right. He's like that. And then they went out in, in the second round, got probably the fourth best corner in the draft last year, and Asante Samuels Jr. Started as a rookie. Bald. Hey, how about that lineman that they drafted last year who ended up starting? What's his name? Staley? That's what I was talking about. Uh, for Rashawn Slater. Yeah, Slater. That kid turned. That kid turned out to be a superstar player, right? Started Bro, from Northwestern. I did a breakdown on from Northwestern. He he was the best tackle in the draft. And I kept God. telling people that he was that good. They were like, "Oh, well, you know, they, we got that." No, I'm telling you, this guy, this kid, Rashawn Slater, is the best. He's the best tackle in the draft. Better be the best offensive lineman in the draft. Um, then you know they went out and got Khalil Mack. So now you got to block Joey Bosa. You got to slide the line of Joey Bosa. That means you're going to one-on-one with Khalil Mack. Okay, you're going to slide the line of Khalil Mack now. Now you one-on-one with Joey Bosa. Pick your poison, man. Pick your poison. I mean, they, they, They're built like the Rams, aren't they? Yep, and then they got Chris Rump. Chris Rump can thrust the passer also. So, I mean, this 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 team. Then they went and got Troy Reader. Troy Reader was with Cincinnati last year. He was their best inside middle linebacker last year. While he was in Cincinnati, he made a whole bunch of plays, even in the Super Bowl, made a whole bunch of plays against um, the Chiefs and against um, the, the the Rams. So they're, man, they're going to be looking good, really, really good. And then let me see what we, now we're going to uh, the Raiders. Raiders. Now the Raiders. All right. Goes without saying. Devontae Smith, one of, if not the best receiver in the league. And you I know. don't think his production will not come down, Adams, because oh no, um, you know his quarterback is not he, he's not Aaron he's not Aaron Rodgers. However, I think there's more talent and there's more weapons in Las Vegas than there is in Green Bay now. Is that fair? No, no question. There's no question about that. So that's and, and, and they played together. For him. They played together. He yeah. and Derek Carr played together in college. State. So they played together. Then you said your boy Hunter Renfro. Yeah. 100, 100 catches. Always, always open. He always. knows how to play the game, man. He, Dude, yeah. I think he was a fourth rounder, too, out of Clemson. I don't think he right. was. He's a fifth rounder. Fifth rounder. Wow. Clemson. So a 100 catch guy in Las Vegas 
And the Eagles have never had a hundred catch wide receiver and the Raiders <laughs> got a fifth rounder to do it. Gee, what does that tell you? Quarterback. Whoa, bro, bro. Hunter Renfro won two national championships. Well, I know at least one where he what? had the, the one Clemson. where he had the, yeah, where he had the, 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 um, the game saving catch for the, for the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Hunter Renfro's been balling, been balling it. Then they have, um, let me see what they have, um, yeah, hey, make sure you understand that uh, Xander's going to correct you because he won one and lost one because one, one, Bam was yeah. involved. So right, you know, right. Just, just keep a score here. That's all we're doing. Go ahead. Well, he played in two national championships. Put it like that. <laughs> he played uh, in oh, two man, national got, titles. He did. Yeah, they got backpack boy. They got Mac Hollins. You know, former. He got drafted by the Eagles. Um, never threw to him, but you know, he look he, at all these teams getting better. Yep. Yep. Getting a lot better. Then uh, running backs, Josh Jacobs, one of my frat brothers, really good. Amir Abdullah, special teams guy. Um, let me see, where's the tight ends? They got one of the best tight ends in the league. Yes. One of the – Darren Waller is, is almost uncoverable. You know what I'm saying? He's going to catch everything you throw at him. So he has speed. You can blind, but the wide receiver position. He he really turned his life around, man, and, and he is he is he's all that. But then you hope, then you go to the defensive side of the ball. They went out and signed Chandler Jones, Max Crosby on one side, Chandler Jones on the other side. Come on, man! Everybody's getting what I told. What's his edge rusher, wide receiver, yep, and quarterback, yep. And then go they got a corner every too. Every one of these teams you just mentioned, yep. But look. They went out in, in, to Indy and stole their best corner in Rocky Yassin. Rocky Yassin was a Temple guy that started for Indianapolis day one. Day one, Rocky Yassin started for Indianapolis. He just signed a big deal to come to the Raiders just this year. So they're trying to get better. They have gotten a lot better from who they've signed. On paper, they looked the part. Who they wins that division? That's, see, that's... You had to ask me that. That's that's still <laughs> tough. Because <laughs> you still got to look at the perennial. You got still got to look at Patrick Mahomes. Okay, he lost. He lost the fastest player in the league. You can't take that away from him. You can't. You can't discount the type of player they let lead the fold. But and you know what, too, Barrett. But I always thought that they walked back from that one Super Bowl because they've never, they've never been able to get another guy on the other side of Hill. And Kelsey sometimes gets lost in those games. I mean, he doesn't get they, lost. You know what? They double coverage him. Two things, <laughs> the two things that happened to the Chiefs, they never were able to replace Kareem Hunt. Yep. And they were never able to get another guy on the other side of Hill. Well, you know, I don't I don't think it's necessarily that um I don't think it's necessarily that Travis Kelsey gets lost in the game. They teams know. All right, we'll 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 give you the big shot. We're gonna play our safeties, you know, twenty yards deep, but we're not gonna let Kelsey beat us. So we're gonna double team and bracket Kelsey, and that's why if he feels though he gets lost in the game because they're double coveraging him, they're keeping two people on him regardless. You know what I'm saying? They're high lowing him, bracketing him, double coverage, whatever you want to call it. They always want to stop him because they feel as they stop him, they're good with the offense. And I would say the same thing, but um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He's all right. He's all right. And then they went out and got Ronald Jones from Tampa Bay. 
Now, Ronald Jones is good, man. He's good. Very, he, very he's good. He's going to add a dimension to that running game. Yes, exactly. He's that good. Because he, if you can help Carr out with play action, you got Adams running free across the, across the zone. Bro, man. Exactly. Mean, that's exactly. a fr- – I'll tell you what. You know who I, I'm picking the Chargers to win that division. You know, I might go – I might I might surprise everybody. I might just go with Denver, man. I might go with Denver because they got a, you know, 1,000-yard back. He's his second year, and then they'll get – they get better. You know, your second year, you make the biggest climb in, you know, who you are as a player. So then you're asking – um, you're asking uh, – this 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 team now to have a great season with the with an average quarterback last year. Now they got a bona fide good quarterback paired with that defense. I mean, last year Chubb, Bradley Chubb, didn't even play a lot. I know he was injured. He was injured for the majority. He's back now. So this team is going to be unbelievable. Um, they, and when I got all right, you got Bradley Chubb on one side. Randy Gregory on the other side. Yeah, no, I, I, I think Denver. I, I. Th- how about this, Barrett? I think any team in that division could win the Super Bowl. Any team in that division, because they have the components that you need. And Xander said something interesting. He goes, Brandon Staley's like an airhead. Well, you know who Zach Taylor was last year? <laughs> Did you have any? I, I had to look his name up. I didn't know who the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals was. It's right. not important any longer. Well, the only reason I do, yeah. It's not that important to head coach any longer because nowadays, you know what? The greatest coach on the planet has lost three straight playoff games. Okay? Bill Belichick and the Patriots have lost three straight playoff. They've lost three straight playoff games. I don't care how good you are now. You don't have the pieces around you. You're not going to win, dude. You You can be... A guy with six titles right now. And guess what? I would say this. The Dolphins have caught the Patriots and the Bills own that division. You can make the argument that the Patriots are the third best team in the AFC East now. Yes, they are. Yes, they okay? are. Okay, I mean, I think two is going to throw for four. You don't bring in Tyree Kill and have another guy on the other side with 100 catches and Waddle. Get that tackle from the Saints. Have a stout defense. Dead. yep. Last two years, they've had winning. By the way, last two years in the AFC, the Dolphins are a better team than the Eagles. <laughs> right. Think about that. Exactly. Okay. Two years ago, the Eagles won four ball games. Okay. So, now you've got a team, and now you've added an offensive minded coach. Who the hell is this McDaniel? I don't know who he is. So that's not becoming a factor any longer. These front offices now, Barrett, <clears throat> unlike you and me and our day, the front offices were kind of there to help the coaches. What do you guys need? What's now the front offices? I said this yesterday. I can't believe that the personnel department in Philadelphia has more say and more control of what goes on Sundays than the actual position coaches do. But you know what? If you look around the league, that's becoming a trend. It is. Well, because you look at it, these these young new coaches, um, everybody wants the shiny new toy now. These young coaches, you look at a guy like Belichick. Belichick was integral in, in every facet of his team. You know, as far as you know, offensively dealing with Tom, 
dealing with everything in that offense and also with the defensive side of the ball, even though he had, you know, uh, you know, coach, uh, what's name? Flurry, wherever his name is. He was there, you know, he, he, he Brian he, Flores, Flores, Brian Flores, Flores was there. Um, you know, he had, he was uh, there 17 years actually. Right, right, right. And then, you know, and you, and you look at, um, who he had as far as the linebacker coach, you know, he had, um, he had, Brable. uh, Brable there. I mean, this, this, this guy was able to still keep his hands and everything. It's not the same way now. If you're an offensive-minded coach, you call plays on offense, and that's what you know teams are doing. Now, if you're a defensive-minded coach, you call defensive uh, plays. You don't mess with the offensive side of the ball. So it's different now because head coach is more so – it's almost like you're specialized, which is which my problem is with, with the Eagles. Nick Sirianna's offensive-minded coach. He's calling the plays, but his freaking receivers are playing – not up to par, you know. That you're supposed to be a receiver guru. What is going on? What is I, going on? I have got a pretty interesting report to give to you, and I want to get your thoughts on this. By the way, I talked about it yesterday, and I want to talk to you about it again because it's legit. There's a player out there right now that potentially is going to be moved. I want to get your thoughts. That's Barrett Brooks. Maybe the Eagles take a look at him. Barrett Brooks, Dan Cilio, hit the like button. Back in three. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. 
Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Excuse me, I've, I've, I've got to, um, once again, kick the shit out of the uh, national media here for a minute. Oh, wow. What happened this time? Okay, hang on here. Hey, hey, hey Xander, can you please uh, bring up my latest uh, tweet? I just did it 16 seconds ago. And this <laughs> is going to go right into the topic. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Big Sills had this about 21 hours ago. Oh yeah, this is fantastic. Once again, I I, I don't know. I, I feel like Nostradamus or Nostradamus, whatever it is. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Um there's a guy out there that um supposedly now is getting some traction in the 49ers are taking some calls, and here it is. 21 hours ago, wow, the 49ers are listening to teams who want to trade for Debo Samuel. Eagles, everybody called me, oh, you get nothing ever right. I just tweeted that out. National media behind again. Big Sill strikes again. Can you believe that the 49ers are now taking calls on potential deals for Debo Samuel? Bro, I don't know about you, but if I had – as much money as the Eagles have under the cap, and I have assets. I'm how old is that guy? How old is Samuel? He can't be that Dan, old. Dan, stop. Damn it, Dan, damn it, Dan, damn it. I keep telling you, they are not gonna do that, bro. Why are we getting our hopes up again? We are not doing that. Because he's not gonna come in on a one-year prove it deal. If he if they trade for him, he's gonna want a new contract right oh, now. Uh, 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 I would pay him $25 million. You know why? No question, yes. Watch this, Barrett. This is not Tyree Killer. This is not Stephon Diggs because you know why? 600 yards rushing, 1,400 yards receiving. You could play him in the slot. You could play him at tight end. You could play him at running back. He is the prototypical wideout that the Eagles need in that offense. And if, get this, Devontae Smith has Debo Samuel on the other side. That kid will have 1,200 yards, Dan, even with Jalen. Dan, it makes too much sense. Dan, that would be the perfect weapon in this Eagles offense because you wouldn't have to pick and choose and he blocks. When, he, when, he be, when, he, when he's going to be on the field. He would always be on the field. You can line him up at running back. You can line him up, at, like you said, in the slot, in the wing area. He does everything well. He's a jack-of-all-trade. You know what I'm saying? Jack-of-all-trade. I'm, I'm giving – hey, who would you rather give $25 million to, Hill, Diggs, or Samuel? Samuel. Samuel. And you're Samuel. telling me that the Eagles have no freaking interest in something like that unicorn that you wouldn't – watch this. If you went to John Lynch, I'll tell you what you could do, too. You want to help John Lynch out a lot? Got your, I got, you, got it for you. I'll take Debo Samuel, and I'll take Jimmy Garoppolo – I'll give you two first rounders and two threes for that for that combination, and you take the twenty five million dollars off the cap that that goes against the 49ers, and you have yourself potentially a backup or a starter 
And you can even send Minshew if you wanted to San Francisco. You got your guy, Trey Lance, you're saying. You take Garoppolo's $25 million off the books, send him Minshew, who's making two five. I take 25 off my cap going into the draft, and I've got two first-rounders and maybe a two and a three. John Lynch is going to look at this and go, you're helping me get money off my books, and I'm going to get draft choices for Samuel. Am I making too much sense? That would virtually put us not only at the top of our division. Right. You'd be the NFC com- title yeah. game. Yeah, that would be – that would definitely – they would compete. They would be able to compete then with anybody in the, in, in, in the conference. And, and you know what you do in camp? You're kind of nudging Jalen. You're nudging him. If you get Samuel, either quarterback is going to benefit or one's not. Samuel's not going to be the problem. You're going to have a guy you drafted in the first round, a former Heisman winner, and you're going to have a unicorn on the other end. If Jalen can't get that done and find them guys, you got Garoppolo to go in there, and you don't have to worry about shitting on the season because you don't have the quarterback to get the ball to those two guys. And you got the number one running offense in the NFL. Well, Dude, I don't want draft choices. I want ballers. Right. I want I want tangible assets. I keep saying that. That's my that's my key phrase. Tangible assets. I'm tired of just having assets. Um, the trade for Debo Samuels, I would send a one over there to him. I would potentially send uh I, I would send a third rounder for him also. Um, they're not gonna give up Garoppolo, I know that for sure, until they know that Trey Lance is ready to rock. But just you know, Plus Garoppolo's all- injured. Yeah, but but still, even even if he wasn't injured, he's that's that's still not what they want. So you think they're still stuck in the in the mud on that one? Going, man, we can move off this guy. Is Trey Lance ready? Rappolo's thirty six and sixteen. I know he'll throw some bombs to the opposing yes. teams, but this guy still have up. him on a contract. We still have him on a contract. I mean, Trey Lance is not costing us anything. He's on nope. a rookie deal. Right. I mean, we're good. And and and. When I when I look at when I look at the Eagles organization and them pulling this off, I, I you know I think it would be the perfect deal for Howie to showcase who he is. Niners are one point six over the cap as of right now, and he's that would be the perfect that would be perfect for Howie. Howie would be he would he would probably have a statue put up in his um in in his front yard if he pulls off that type of trade. If he can get Debo Samuel's here. It really opens up a lot for Jalen as a quarterback because now he has a guy that he can, you know, you have to respect. And when you have to respect a player like that, wherever he is on the field, it opens up the other side. It opens up everywhere else. Now, now you got, you know, Smith virtually one-on-one against somebody. And I like my chances with him one-on-one, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and it gives, you know, your tight end now an opportunity to not be bracketed. He'll open up also. It'll open up the running game because you have to bring that defender out the box. That is probably the best scenario you could have. Your screen game will go from being average to being elite. Exactly, exactly. And you can put this kid anywhere. You can put Debo Samuels anywhere. So, I mean, that's that would be an amazing deal if they were to put, pull it off. Now, you what, have, would it have, what would you how about ask, this, though? Barrett, it's not like you're going into the store with – $15 in your pocket and right. you're trying to buy a Ferrari. Right. You've got the money, the trade assets 
to do this. Now, the question will be, is the draft more important, Howie, than looking at a player who's 25? I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. I don't think so. I don't think the draft is really how he is not a strong suit, but I, I I like what he does as far as pulling off trades and, and, and bringing in talent. I like what he does with that. That's one of the few things that I'm encouraged that, you know, encourages me to keep Howie around. Howie will pull off a deal like this and it'll, it'll, it'll buy him another three years. You know what I'm saying? Another three years and being in the front office, those type of deals, him being able to engineer, engineer those type of deals is what Howie does best. So this, I mean, that would be a good, I mean, and it's not like we don't have somebody that could trade that they would want to. They need a tackle. Somebody obviously Maybe you said all Dillard. pro. You know what I'm saying? Somebody obviously they're all pro. You said you know Dillard. I mean? in that yeah, exactly. exactly. Just, you said a one and a three in Dillard for Debo Samuel. Do you do that deal if you're John Lynch? Wrap that deal up and put a bow on it. He'd be on the West Coast where he wants to be, where he needs to be. He's more of a West Coast type of guy. Send him out there. He'll get an opportunity to play and start. Of course, he wants to do that. He knows he's not going to start in front of those two big ticket guys that are on Philly's team. So why wouldn't he want to go out there? And like I said, say what you want to say. I am really impressed with how he's become a player. He's become a baller to me. I'm, I'm impressed with what he's brought to the table. He fought his way after. He's fought his way out of that wet paper bag. You know, I, I didn't think he was tough. I didn't think he, he really loved football. But he showed me something last year when he played and he had the opportunity to play. I mean, he played his ass off. So, yes, that's I mean, that's a tangible asset. I'm surprised that nobody's really knocking the door down and calling the Eagles right now for a trade possibility right now. He is good. And there are a lot of GMs that I've spoken to, a lot of coaches I've spoken to that said, hey, that Dillard kid turned out to be okay. You know what I'm saying? They, he, I mean, Coach Stoutland has made him a player now. He is a bona fide player now. You know, you know, I I I don't see how you're not calling John Lynch because Howie has the reputation of calling everyone and being in everyone's ear about market value. Fine. Can you imagine what a guy like Debo Samuel, how about could even mean to the worst guy in the room and Jalen Rager? When you're watching a bona fide pro wide receiver who's had 1,400 yards and is a beast in the run game, does all the intangibles to get his body ready for every Sunday. Barrett, this is exactly what I was talking about. When you gravitate to people like that, you've got a pro in the room. The Eagles have pros in the room. Guess what? In only one room in that building, and it's in the old line. Yeah. Those guys are pros. They know exactly what's going. These guys, to me, that looks like the heart and soul of the Philadelphia Eagles is that old line. Okay? Well, well you've got to have other groupings like that. You, your wideouts, your backs, your quarterback, all of that. And to me, I think it's a lack of leadership from the quarterback position. I'll tell you why. I'm not ripping on the kid, but when you have a veteran quarterback in the building, we were talking about Derek Carr. Derek Carr's getting $42 million, not because of just his tremendous uh, numbers he put up, but because he guided that shithole of a team last year through all the crap that they went through and still made it to the postseason. That's a leader. That's a guy that probably went in that locker room. Remember, I think it was the Washington game. Wasn't there like a story a couple of years ago where people questioned Derek Carr's leadership 
and said there were guys on the team that were questioning right. all about to that. do with the flag and shit or something like that. Yep. yep. And they questioned him. Look at where that guy's come from. By the way, here's something else with Josh Allen. Those stupid racist tweets that he had when he was a stupid kid, dropping the M-bomb, doing all that stuff. He had to walk into that building and apologize to everybody before he even made his first throw. Look right. at how that thing has turned around with leadership. Quarterbacks, Jalen's worried about his job. You know this. You become a leader in the NFL after your fourth year because you guys, you four, after your fourth year, you become more stable in the fact that you're an NFL guy now. They're going to keep you now because you're a vested player. Jalen's still going through winning the job. Well, he knows the organization doesn't believe in him. And he's using that as fire, man. He's using that as a flame to just just torch. He's gonna torch people next year, man. And I mean, it just that's just me. But like, I'm, you know, I'm the homer. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm hold the on, hold homer. on. I'm, I'm gonna say this to you, and you may disagree. They're not building this team for him. No, absolutely not. They're not. Not. They're building this team for a veteran quarterback, and they're not even. They're not even thinking about rookie. Everybody's talking about these rookie quarterbacks, the Alabama quarterback, the. The the um the uh, Miami quarterback, the Ohio State quarterback, they're not building this team for a rookie. They want a veteran arm to come in here, take control of this team, and win now. They have a win now mentality because I mean, look at what they have in it. As, as, as far as the offensive line, that's an aging offensive line. You know, those guys are getting older. They have a small amount of time to maximize their potential in that um in that in that offensive line room. You look at the guys they have on the, on the defensive side of the ball. They got Fletcher Cox, Slay. All these guys aren't spring chickens anymore. They're trying to win now. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're doing it the roundabout way. So if Jalen doesn't step up next year, best believe he'll be out of here. But I still think that he's going to step up. But the only way that you're going to even arouse somebody that's that's a that's a you know a veteran quarterback to come is if you have the weapons. They don't have the weapons right now to do it. They have I, okay I, weapons. I, I, I don't see him improving in numbers when you don't have talent. I see him improving. You know, someone asked me together, they go, Sills, do you think that that Tom Brady could win games with the current group that you have in Philly now? I go, Yeah. Amendola, Edelman, hell, they played Troy Brown at wide receiver one year. <laughs> I mean, he was a defensive back. I mean, have you ever heard of Deion Branch? After he left, I mean, he went to Seattle, signed a deal. He sucked out there. Had right, to come right. back home. Yeah, when you have a professional quarterback in the building, you're going to make those guys a better player. Aaron Rodgers, I know, and like you said, I agree with you too about the Packers. You're going to drop back a little bit because of the loss of Devontae Adams. But, man, if you're under some notion that Aaron Rodgers is not going to make another star up there out of somebody, you're crazy because he's too accurate. He's too good. And the guy's one of the greatest throwers in the history of the league. All I'm saying is, how are you not? Hey, here, let me ask you this one there, Barrett. If Carson Wentz was still the quarterback of the Eagles, would they go after Debo? Yes. Yes. But they won't for Jalen. No. I think they're going to have to do that, though. I mean, if they want to win, if they want to, you know, build this team for somebody else, they're going to have to bring in somebody to help, you know, even, even, bring in a, a, a guy like a, uh, you know, uh, um, who, whoever's going to be a fridge, even if they want to bring in like a guy like Carr, he's not going to come with the weapons that he has right now. He's not a Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? He's a good quarterback, but even good quarterbacks need better weapons than what we have right here. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, 
Would you want Kyler Murray here? No. Seems to be problems in Arizona between Steve Kahn, the GM, the agent, and Kyler Murray. Of course. He wants the money, and and they're not – He wants another deal. They're not. They're not really sure that Kyler's all, all you know, tied in and 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 ready to win right now. That's what it is. Kyler at this point, they see him as a guy that's very talented, very into win it. But I don't think that he. I don't think he has the, the um. I don't think he has that drive to be the very best quarterback he could be. You know what I'm saying? I'm not questioning his heart, but I'm, I'm questioning his drive. His preparation, stuff like that, you know, knowing where a guy's going to be at, his commitment to the team and his players, I mean, uh, to the, the players on the team, his teammates. You know, you, you can't tap out like he did last year. You can't do No, that. you know, you make it to business decisions um, in a playoff game. <laughs> I mean, if you're an offensive lineman and you're, you're blocking for that and you see that and you're out there breaking your back, I, I just – as a defensive guy, if I saw business decisions being made, and like I told you, man, when the Eagles made that business decision to set all those players against Washington, I was like, that's shitty. That's shitty. It's a shitty look. Okay, I play this game to win. Then because you guys are playing games upstairs, and when you're a player and you're playing games like that, man, that's going to – we have don't right, – Barrett, you and I know this. We have enough games being played on us. We don't right. need that one being played on us. <laughs> Right, 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 right. <laughs> Ebo Samuel, dude. Well, look, it's you know, out there, dude. DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, you can have them. I want that dude who does everything. Who does everything would put the Eagles in the NFC Championship game? He's that. If good you talent. played even the same way you played last year, yes, yes, and that's in it. And there, you know, because I, I see the stream saying, um. Saying that, you know, all right, you put him in this offense, you know, the same guys on offense, what is he going to do? He could do still everything. Um, what game was that? That was the Detroit game where they tried to make, they tried to make, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, oh, my goodness. CT messed with me. Um, if it's Jaylen, an Eagle receiver, Jaylen, that's okay. We don't remember, we right. don't remember their names anyway. <laughs> Jalen Rager. They tried to make Rager and okay. Debo Samuel. Hey, try hey, to hey, on reverse. Not that, hey, hey, Barrett, for your to get your back. I didn't see him. Don't worry, man. I, I probably forgot his name. I've called him Rager Rieger. I don't know. He doesn't really. I know. I know my Traeger is a really good thing to cook meat on. That's all I know. <laughs> but you know what? They, what they tried to do though, what they tried to do was run him on reverses, give him jet sweeps, and he got hurt doing those things down in the red zone. That's what Debo Samuels is. You give him a jet sweep. He'll, he'll and he runs it. you over. Right. Well, but look, can him all right. This is what I'm gonna do. People on stream, look at this. You have Debo Samuels running on a jet sweep. You have Hurts being the quarterback. You fake the jet sweep to him. Scary. The entire defense is gonna follow Debo Samuels. And you let you let Hurts keep it. He's running scot free because you have to account for the speed. Of Debo Samuels. All right, another scenario. You put, you put, all right, Debo Samuels in the slot. Then you line up Goddard out wide. Now you have to pull 
you have to pull a safety down, linebacker outside, and have Smitty on the backside running one a on dig one. route. Yeah, one on one, a dig route on the on, on the backside. He's one on one all day. I'll take my chances with him all day. But oh, if you got Smitty in the slot, that also means that you have one on one with a tight end like Goddard on the outside against a linebacker because you can't put the linebacker in over Debo Sam. You have to bring down a safety and then push the um, um, the, the linebacker outside of him. So now he's one-on-one I'll give with you a, a linebacker. Visual. I'll give you a visual on what Barrett's talking about. Why did you guys always see Alvin Harper wide open? Right. Because <laughs> exactly. they were doubling up on Michael Irvin underneath – and that tight end even made plays. Was it for Munchak? that team? Not much, but um, uh, what was his name? What was that tight end's name from Dallas back in the day? Uh, I forget his name. But, if, but he was a player. He he was yeah. a part. He was a part of moving the chains, bro. It 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 was it was it was crazy how good how good you don't have to be if you're opposite a guy like Michael Irvin. Yeah, hey, Jay Novacek. Jay Novacek, that's his name. Jay Novacek. It's, it's, it's funny how how easy it is to play the position when you have somebody opposite you that commands a double team. You know what I'm saying? You know, like with me, when I was playing, I usually had the best defensive end lined up over me because I was playing left tackle. And they always they always wanted to um they always wanted to, you know, make sure I was the young guy, I was a rookie, and the blind side of the quarterback. So they used to put a tight end on my side to help me out or slide the line my way. Well, it got to a point where during the season that the best defensive players would go on the other side, the right side, and they would rush against Anton Davis. Number one, because I was better than Anton at the time. I started getting better, and then I started, you know, stopping guys, but they saw how bad he was getting, and then they put the other guy on the other side. And they would rush – the best defensive uh, pass rusher would go on that side and because they knew I could handle myself on the other side. So they wouldn't slide the line to me. They would slide the line to him. So you're trying to take all these matchups and, 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 and give you the best matchup. Well, that's what defenses are going to do. That's what they do. They find the best matchup, and they try to make sure that they, they, they keep pounding that matchup. Well, it's the same thing when you have a guy like Debo Sanders. It's hard to pound that matchup because you don't know where the heck he's going to be at. Is he going to line up in the slot? Is he going to line up out wide? Is he going to line up in the backfield? Imagine that. You have Debo Samuels and you have uh, any running back we have, you know, Miles Miles Sanders. Both of those guys in the backfield. That means you're going to pull everybody in the box. Everybody in their mama's going to be in the box because they know either one of those two could get the ball. Now you're one-on-one to the outside. One-on-one with Goddard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And Smith on the outside. Those are the matchups that you have when you have a guy like Debo Samuels who can play running back, tight end, um, slot, out wide. He can do all that stuff. Okay, Barrett. You played against Reggie White. Absolutely. Mr. Did you play against Bruce Smith. I played against Mr. Smith also. Did you play against John Randall? John Randall. Did I play against Cortez? Cortez, uh, Pat Swilling. You name them, I played against Charles Haley. You want me to keep going? Harris nope. with the guns? Nope. I mean, all that, bro. I played against <laughs> all of them. You know what I'm saying? Like these young guys now, bro, these young guys, I mean, I'm rocking these guys now. I played against the best to ever play. Mr. White, Charles Haley, Leslie O'Neill, Bruce Smith, uh, 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 Warren Sapp. Neil Smith. Right. Neil, all of them. You name them. I've played against all – I'm talking about the premier pass rushers in the league. Keith Millard? Keith Millard. I played against uh, – what's, what's the guy, 77 from um from the Broncos? I forget his name. Oh, Carl Mecklenburg. Mecklenburg. Played against him too. You name it, I played against him, bro. All of them. People don't understand how good Sweet Swill was, Pat Swilling. Oh, he's phenomenal. <laughs> I, I, he was in Detroit a little bit. And uh, oh, here it against Reggie. Mr. White right there. Outside. Here's Reggie. Look, Roy Butler. Holy cow! He got a John Madden. They get they get Reggie blocked right here, and he just he just gets in the lane there. He sees the lane that. See now that's blocking for a short quarterback. Now here I am blocking the best defense. Hey, that's player the guy you the said that cost you your job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a short quarterback, man. It's a short quarterback, bro. I mean, it's tough playing against when you have a short quarterback. That's, that's why everybody's talking about this guy from. From Alabama, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd go out and and and. But see, I I think he's a shrimp too, man. He's, I think he's too short, man. Yeah, he's too short, man. You play he's against Derek Thomas. Derek, Derek Thomas, man. Shh. Derek Thomas was real. I played against them all, man. I played against them all, man. Derek Thomas, Strahan, you name it. Did I you get LT at the end? No, I didn't get LT. I never. That's okay. the only guy really that you know. I I, I I'm. I'm kind of mad I missed. I think he retired like two years before I got into the league. But, I mean, that, that would have been my dream playing against Lawrence Taylor. You know what I'm saying? You want to play against the best in the business. And he was definitely the best in the business. He changes how you block blocking schemes. He's one of – he was the innovator of slide protections, you know, going against him because um, they would match him up against a back, you know, because they thought he was a linebacker. No, he's a grown man. Let me he tell you something, Barrett. I, I, I think you could flip a coin – and I think if watch this, if you took LT and I took Reggie, or you took Reggie and I took LT, those are the two greatest defensive football players that have Ray Ray Lewis. You probably hit up on Ray a few times. Uh, yeah, too. a whole lot, a whole lot. Okay, I I, I would say that because Ray Ed Reed probably didn't get a chance to hit on him downfield. Yeah, I did. Okay. But Ed, Ed was a spectacular – I say he's the greatest hurricane we've ever had. Ed? Ed yeah. Wow. I, because – I said a lot, man, because I mean, you got Irvin. You got oh, a yeah. lot of Cortez, guys. Cortez, Sapp, yep. <laughs> Jerome, Jim Even Kelly, Sapp, man. Michael Even Irvin. Sapp. All them guys, man. 
So I want to take a timeout. That's so impressive. Barrett. Look how many That's Hall of so... Famers you just named. How many Hall of Famers you just named? Oh, I... Ed Reed, Lewis. Okay, uh... well, Ed Reed, Lewis, Irvin, Jim Kelly, Cortez Kennedy, Sap. <laughs> But you that's played against them all. Yeah, I, that's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but Sinclair. you played against them, right? Yep. Okay, let's take a time out here. Do me a favor, guys. Hit the like button. It's coming down to three teams for the Honey Badger. I'll tell you what those three teams are. We'll talk a little more about Matt Corral being in Philly. Back in three. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. The middle. Barrett Brooks, Dan Celia, hour two. So... Tristan Wirfs just started following me on Twitter. What kind of player do you think he is? Tristan Wirfs is is one of the premier tackles in the league. He's a right tackle man. Tristan was he's he's the real deal. I like Tristan. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a shame he got hurt the last game against uh, you know the uh, the playoff the game before the playoff game. You know what I'm saying? He tried to come out there and and, and play in a in a 
you know, in that last game. He got, I think he got hurt in our game. And in the Ram and the Eagle game? Yeah, I think he got hurt in the Eagles game. And then that next the next week when he had to play against um the Rams, he just couldn't do it. He couldn't do it, man. And they took advantage of him, man. Tristan Worth is 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 a really, really, really good player. Iowa guy. You know what I'm saying? From yeah, Iowa. no, no. I think the I think one of the reasons that he um that he followed me was I think it's two or three, maybe, because we had we had Bruce on and um all of a sudden, I get a follow this morning from him, and I got recruited by Dan Gable to go wrestle at Iowa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was going to play ball for Hayden Fry, and I was going to wrestle for my grandfather. Hayden Fry. Like, my grandfather goes like this. Ain't nothing but cornfields out there, man. Okay? I mean, I mean, you ever hear – you know what the tasseling is? I said, yeah, I do. I did it with my dad. I was pioneer. All you see is pioneer everywhere, corn, pigs. Welcome to my world in Kansas State. You know what it is, man. You were out there in Manhattan. Bruh, bruh. It's nothing like going. um, See, people don't understand there's extremes in Kansas. Like when it's hot, it's not just regular heat, man. Oh, no. It's it's, it's it's 100 degrees. Nasty heat. 100 degrees, and it's beating on you 100 degrees, and there's no trees. There's nothing there, man. It's just heat. And and I was in agriculture school, Kansas State. And all you smell was horse manure and cow manure. As you drive into practice, you you ready to throw up from all the manure smells you smell, man. And then you go on a practice. Hot. Oh, it's the worst hey, thing in the world. After man. I broke all them windows, <laughs> I, I had I, I, this Mr. Johnson had two of these silos, right? And one was corn and the other one had shit in it. And so he goes, Which one do you think you're getting? And I went. So there I was with all these cow chips, what they call them out there in that yeah. the woods. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm doing this, dude, and it's in the heat, and I'm shoveling this shit because they use it literally. Yeah. So they use it, you know, when they go and they till the um, till the like the farmland. So here is, dude. I'm from the I'm from a city, man. I've never even seen a horse before. <laughs> Unless it was at like Old McDonald Farm and they were miniature horses. I'd never seen anything. I mean, I didn't know anything about horses and shit like that and pigs. I only saw them in like TV. And here I am out of here, man, shoveling horse shit because I broke all this dude's windows. I mean, I'm going like this. I'm shoveling. He goes, How's it going? I go, This is this is BS. The only other thing that I did that was worse than this, Barrett, you'll love this. So so for me to be eligible. <laughs> For me to be eligible at Miami one year, man, I had a I had a summer school class. It was statistics. I could never get through statistics, man. I don't. That was tough, man. It's tough. Man, every freaking year, man. Yeah. And I actually went to this class one year, and I'm there. I could not get this thing done. I just could not. Okay. So finally, the guy talks to Jimmy, and I, for me to play in the bowl game, I had to do this. So the guy goes like this: All right, come over to my house. Make sure you're wearing shorts and be ready. I said, listen here, man. I'll pretty much do anything. But <laughs> hey, man, I, I hey, I ain't I ain't I ain't doing anything. <laughs> he goes, shut up. So I get out, I get out to this thing, man. I I'm in shorts. He goes, You ready? I go, I told you, man, I I want to play. I'll do just about anything. He goes, man, you're such a dope. No wonder you're failing the class, you asshole. (laughs) 
So I go like this. He gives me a bucket of paint and a brush. He goes, you see that fence? And, dude, this fence was a mile like this around his lot. He goes, I want you to paint the front and the back. We'll talk about it after. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah. And so, dude, here I am all weekend. I'm painting this son of a bitch, and I'm going around. (laughs) I started Friday and didn't finish until Sunday night. Wow. I'm covered in white paint. So I come to him. I go, all right, it's done. He goes, yeah, I went out and looked at it pretty good. You got your C. I said a C. (laughs) I go, what? He goes, really? I go, you could play with the C. I was like, he goes, you're not trying to be a molecular molecular engineer or anything here, are you at Miami? And I went, no, I guess not, right? So I walk into practice next day. Dude, I got paint all over me, man. I got my gear on. And he goes, hey, congratulations, man. So that's how I graduated UM, man. I had to paint a fence. <laughs> Bro, I'm going to tell you a story, man. This guy named Tyson Swigert, man. I, I told the stream this before also. Um, it was uh, – it was – it was my senior year, and I think it might have been his freshman year, freshman or sophomore year. And um, for some reason, man, he, he's like he was like the all-American Iowa kid. You know what I'm saying? You know, biracial kid. You know, his his um his mom was black, his dad was white. He was like an all-American kid. He wrestled. You know, he was just he was just you know a leave it the beaver esque type of kid. <laughs> he gets to Kansas State, loses his damn mind. Loses his mind, man. He's got freedom, dude, whatever he wants to do. He's working a bar. Free time. And, um, you know, he's working a bar and he wouldn't get paid at the bar. You know what his, 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 his you know, what he used to get for um for payment? At the end of the night, you know, when they have those little great things and they pour the drinks yeah. over the great things and it goes down and it goes down into this bucket, he would get the picture of everything that went down into there. So it's beer. Jägermeister, vodka, well, all that stuff just in one mix, and he would just chug it. That would be his pay, um, you know, when he wanted, you know, when he wanted to do it, he would use that. That would, that was, that's what they would pay him with, giving him that. That's the type of kid he turned into, man. He was a wide receiver, wide receiver. This dude just totally lost his mind. So at, the, at some point, he wasn't eligible, and we're all in this class. He wasn't eligible, man. If I don't pass the class, I'm not gonna be eligible. So it comes down to the. Um, it comes down to the to the you know last uh last test. And you know he's not gonna pass this test. So he said, you know what? Hey, excuse me, I gotta use the bathroom. So he goes out, he said, All right, bring your test up. But you gave him the test, you know, he goes use the bathroom. Well, Kansas State is an old school. Now you have the you have the door, and up the top of the door, they have those those windows that you can turn in and out like that. Yeah, yeah. This dude climbs through the window, calms down, finds the test. Runs off on the on the printer uh, in in the in a, um in his in the teacher's room, runs off the test, grabs the test, runs off like five of them because the five us in the class, puts them in. But the grade book is right there too. He sees the grade book, he goes in, sees our names, changes all our grades to A's and B's. Saw a couple of seniors in there. Oh, this guy's a senior. Let me change his grade. He didn't even know the people. He changing their grade too. That's when they had grade books. They weren't like, you know, all everything was, you know, this is back in the day when they, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, and all that. yeah. Changed their grades also. Climbed back through, came to the thing, say, all right, can I get my test back now? Again, slides everybody, all the athletes, the test. We take the test, 
get an A in the class, and that's how he was able to play the next year. I love it. <laughs> Tyson Swagger. I, I, I mean, I would hire that guy at Apple. Right. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Bro, I like the creativity to it. Right. It was seniors. You know? It was seniors that he even know, even know, oh, she's a senior. I got to give her an A two. It gave her an A two, bro. Dude, I, I that's I ingenuity. Like, I, I like the aggressiveness of it. I like the the attitude to do it, and thought enough to his teammates too. Right, so that he was looking out for his boys, man. What a fun guy, man! I absolutely love this. Oh, bro, he was wow. when he graduated. I think now he's like an MMA wrestler or something like that. Right now, man, no lie. <laughs> really? Swagger, or a man. bartender, right? <laughs> I mean, Dude, let me tell you, he was just, By the he way, was just a great kid, man. You know, the, you know, Midwest Lever the Beaver kid, bro, and just turned into just like this little demon, man. How many times do you see, like, see, look, to me, you had a relationship when you were young, right? Like married and all that when you were right. really young, right? Right, okay. right, right. How many times do you see when kids get to college? Dude, when I got to Maryland my first year, I was a freaking – maniac <laughs> i mean the people the guy i bear when i got to miami i locked myself in a dorm room with a woman and i never left until practice train table or study hall <laughs> i would not get in trouble at my, i i was at maryland i don't even remember going to class what i don't remember going to one class <laughs> I, I do not remember. I think I signed up for classes where you only had to get the syllabus, had to be there for the midterms and the finals. And they were always in these big tiered rooms where they didn't take attendance. So I never showed. I didn't care. I never went. And man, I fought every freaking night, man. I'm at this place called the rendezvous and I'm in there, man. And the Navy guys are really close to college park. And these guys would come in there, and I would freaking – I was a tremendous fighter. Oh, <laughs> dude, I hold the heavyweight championship, man. I didn't care how big you were, how tall you – I crushed everything that lived. You started shit with me, man. It was really rough. And I was really great at it. And I'm Mike, Bobby Ross, finally this guy, Denny Murphy, Notre Dame piece of shit. This guy – because he didn't like how I treated Notre Dame guys. Man, he's, you are always in trouble. You are always, and I'm just sitting here going like this. Denny, you put, you put, you touch me, Denny. I will drop you where you stand. He goes, you're going to hit a coach. I go, you ain't a coach. Oh man. It was so bad. I was so awful. I mean, I was so awful to him and he was to me. He would go, you're not very strong. I, go, I just broke Randy White's record for bench pressing. I'm still on the leaderboard down there. They've never – I did 435 as a freshman. Damn. Yeah, and they never – They, I, 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 was nine, I was like 17 years old when I did that. And he goes like, – and I go, I'm not strong, huh? You ain't got a tool on that team that's stronger than me right now. I came in here and owned you. And he's like, well, you're probably not going to play. And I go, Danny, you line up. I beat Ron Salt. Wow. My freshman year, Ron Salt was a really good player in the NFL. He was right. a really good guard, made a Pro Bowl for the Colts a couple times. And I love Ron. And I, I got in there my first time. I whipped his ass and threw him on his head. They couldn't believe it. <laughs> Bobby's like, I made the varsity team because of it, because I killed him. But, dude, I'd go out at night like I was Lawrence Taylor. 
<laughs> I was That's so saying a then, lot there. That's saying a lot, dude. Oh, I would party till three o'clock in the morning. Come back in there, they would see me. I go out there and kill people. And years later, Bobby Ross goes like this. Well, we knew you were good, <laughs> but the other stuff. And so Jimmy calls me in, man, when he gets me down there and he just looks at me and he goes, you fuck up one time, man. I don't need you, man. Man, I like myself with this chick, Lori LaRue, this French-Canadian chick from Boston. <laughs> she was smoking hot. I was going to marry her. My grandfather goes like this. You think he's marrying you? She goes, yes. He's already said he is. My grandfather goes, never happened. <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe not. <laughs> I got drafted high. I went, I don't know. <laughs> Bro, dude, I was I such a crazy dude when I was young. When I got to Miami, I was 10 times better. Oh, see, I mean, was just I mean, I was I, like, man. I just went through culture shock, man. But after that, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to do anything stupid, man, because I couldn't, man, because, you know. I mean, my, my, my coach had the hotline to my mom. I didn't want to play around, bro. So I, I I did my I did I did my dirt. I wasn't like a you know, I wasn't a choir child. Like we had we had an army base next to us. Oh, I'm not bragging. So you know I'm not bragging. You know I was saying? Yeah. thought I had been a better human being because I was <laughs> terrible, man. But yeah, man, what nothing to do in Kansas. We go, we we call it you know, the little apple. It's nothing, it's nothing. It, it should have been the the minuscule apple, you know what I'm saying? The the, the tiny apple, they, you know, it was just just a small. It's it Aggieville is just one strip of bars called Aggieville, and it was like maybe eight bars going down this strip, and it's the only strip for miles and miles around. You know, like Rusty's, like what is it called? Rusty's Last Chance. Rusty was a former football player that opened a bar there. Then the you know a former football player owned a liquor store. Another former um, basketball player had a wing bar. I mean, it was it was just you know former athletes that couldn't leave Manhattan, Kansas, or, or they wanted to take advantage of what they did there. Right, right. So okay. you know that's what it was, man. And and man, I, I tell you, bro, it was it was it was nothing in Manhattan. Like they had an Aldi's, and all that that's the only thing they had was an Aldi's grocery store. The mall was like, I mean, if you if you if you if you jogged through the mall, you'd be through the mall in, in, in 10 seconds if you jog through the mall. You know, yeah, but was, see, that's not that's not uncommon to those Midwest programs. Right. I went to Oklahoma on, on my visit first, and then we went and played. Oh, there's and nothing there either. I was like this. Why does every why does this place look like Russia? Right. I mean, the, it was like all, <laughs> these house jump, all these house jumpers, everyone had the same house. I'm going like, man, this is really like a lot of whiteness out here, man. It was snow, <laughs> yep. cold. And it looked like Russia. I was like, dude, I I, I thought they flew me to the moon. <laughs> right, right. All that red clay everywhere. Everywhere. Nothing, nothing to do there. And then even going to uh even going to Nebraska. Nebraska was the same. Same way. thing, man. I called yeah. my grandparents up and go, I think they flew me to the moon. <laughs> well, Colorado was nice though. Yeah. Going to the Colorado, University of Colorado was beautiful, man. It was nice up there. But, you know, you don't want to – it's too cold up there, man. You know, I don't know how the hell I ended up at Kansas State, man. I don't know how it happened. I, I do know because they let me play basketball. But uh, it's – it's. Did you it's, let it's her? crazy. No, I didn't let her, no. I, 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 they made me – as soon as I lost that weight, man. I, you know, I, like I said, when I first got to college, I was like 245, 250. 
and then you know lifting weights and, and running and stuff and getting in shape. I I got up to like two seventy seven, and then basketball season started. The season was over with. Then I went to start playing basketball. So I got up to two seventy seven, playing basketball, and all of a sudden I turned back around and I lost twenty pounds. So I was back at one fifty five, and I'm walking into the complex and Snyder sees me. Said, Brooksy, how much do you weigh? Get over here. And I ran downstairs to the weight room. And when I ran downstairs to the weight room, I put a 10-pound plate and a 5-pound plate in my sweats. He said, get on the scale. And I got on the scale, and it looked like I weighed 260, 265. And I wasn't even close to that. Wasn't even close. Hey, I, Jerome and I tried to um... – Ron Frazier had just won a national Miami had won like a couple national championships in baseball and me and Jerome go, Hey, let's get out of spring ball. Cause me and him were really good baseball players. So Frazier has us, man, we're hitting baseballs off the like facility. I mean, we're just crushing it. Jimmy comes walking around the corner. He goes, you don't think you're playing baseball, do you? <laughs> and I go, well, yeah, coach. He goes, what? So you can get out of spring ball. Uh-uh. <laughs> he goes oh i had think- to do both though i had to do both i had to, i had to get up at five o'clock and go run with the football team at six did that then go to class and then go to basketball practice afterwards i'm like no wonder i lost all this weight man you guys were, you know run me that you still made me knowing i'm playing basketball you still made me run with the football team and all that run i'm doing a basketball i'm like come on now because you knew i was gonna lose that weight you knew I was gonna lose, so why would you even let me do it if you if you weren't gonna let me um if you weren't gonna let me uh, not do spring football? Well, at least the spring running, spring conditioning. Don't make me do spring. I can see practicing, but not spring conditioning. You know, so I need to condition anymore. I ran enough in basketball practice, man. Man, that coach had your number, dude. He knew who the hell you were. Snyder, man. Snyder, man. Dude, greatest thing ever happened to you was Bill Snyder. Oh man, it was you know Barrett. Barrett. <laughs> what did I say, Barrett? I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it, bro. See, I know that, see, you were you were a better you were better to deal with. Jimmy would look at me and go, "Hey, let me tell you something here. You're a train wreck," and he <laughs> tweets it to this day. I was a handful for him, man. Holy cow, dude! Because I talked so much shit <laughs> in the dude. I would talk, the dude. That attitude, that that swagger stuff. I'm convinced I invented it down there. I I never any time that outlaw image was needed, oh I played it. Oh and dude, I was as nasty as you could possibly be. I go Oklahoma, we're going to beat the piss out of this team. They're nobodies. And I, this is before you we can't play say, them. Yeah, you can't you can't even say that in the, in the media. Oh no, I, I'm like this. Brian Bosworth, most overrated player in the country, could never make our team. Absolutely not. And Jimmy's like this, dude. <laughs> but we're, every time we played someone, well, I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy. Dude, I posted a headline. Cilio backs up his big mouth against Oklahoma. He had everybody at Oklahoma. Because every time I hit somebody, I'm going like this. What's my name? What's my name? I'm did doing play, this Jamal Holloway. What's my name, bitch? Did you uh, – dude, dude, he was balling. Did you – uh, Dude, he's a great player. Was the rock there when you were there? No, he oh, was he, right after. He was right after, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he posted this thing. He goes, Cilio, man, iconic. Just because uh, Ogeron, we used to have this, because there's a highlight reel of me, someone made up from Entercom, and it's out there. But this 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 highlight reel used to be of me and Jerome, and Ogeron said there was a tape, Russell Maryland and 
Sap and everybody, The Rock, everyone, they would watch us how we did it. We were just really physical and we were really intimidating. I mean, hey, Barrett, man, we punked everything. I mean, dude, this guy, remember Tim Brown, wide receiver? Yep. yep. Benny Dame. Blades, you played with him. Yep. Benny Blades goes like this. Hey, mother, I'm going to get you, beat your ass, and then I'm going to have sex with your sister. I see her in the stands. Damn. You wait. I'm going like this. Man, this ain't good. <laughs> the ref, the ref sitting there, and he goes, I'm going oh, to bend you over like you've never been bent over. This guy had 17 yards in like three games against us. This guy, they were going – we were so awful. Dude, we were going to play Oklahoma one year. You know how you're supposed to shake hands after the coin toss? Yeah. There's a, there's a thing like this. Jerome, Winston Moss – and I Smith got their hands behind their back. And the ref goes like this, shake hands. No, they go like this. I'll, and I'm going to say what's on it. They go, no fucking way. <laughs> ref goes, shake hands. We go, no fucking way. We're all standing here like this, waiting. We're going, we ain't shaking hands with them dudes. They threw a 15-yard penalty on us before the game even started. What? Yeah. Damn. Oh, bro. we got killed, too, in the media for that. <laughs> we were terrible, man. Snyder would, Snyder would not be having that, man. Snyder would not have But that. Jimmy let that shit go on. No, Snyder was like, he, he was, he was, dude, man. Snyder was a different type of cat, man. Like, he didn't want to, he didn't want anybody to regulate us. Like, like everybody else had deals, like Adidas, um, uh, Nike. No, he, he, he didn't, he didn't have a deal. So we were playing at Apex. And, you know, every once in a while, somebody would get, you know, I told him, I said, look, man, I'm not playing in these Apex anymore. I, I, I only get one half out of them. I'm Paris shoe, terrible you know, shoe. Terrible. So I said, you know, you need to give me some comfortable shoes, some nice shoes, man. I can't play, man. So he got me Nikes to play. And then everybody else started getting the Nikes, you know, black Nikes, you know, because because I started getting it, man. But he was one of those guys, you know, he was he 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 knew what he needed to do. He ran off all the troublemakers. He ran off all the troublemakers and and and. What he had left was was us. It wasn't many of us either. What he had left was us. And from that point on, you know, he just we just started balling, man. Oh no, that program started winning 10, 11 games. Shit, I think they may have even won 13 ball games one year. Yeah, I know I'd won, I would my last two years, we won 10 games, man. I remember we had this guy, man. And they hadn't done shit nothing for decades. Five, I mean, for five years straight, they hadn't won a game. We had this guy, he was from Texas, man. His name was Bill. I forget Bill's. Last name, man. But um, tell my guy, man, he, he was like the nicest guy in the world, man. Nice. But he was just too nice. You know what I'm saying? Like he would, he could, he couldn't pass block, but he could run block. Run block and he'd come off the ball, hit you in the mouth, man. And and we um we were on a scout team, you know, our first year because we, we all redshirted. And we would start playing and we would whoop the, the, the you know, the starters. We'd be beating the starting defense, you know, those young guys he brought in, Snyder brought in, they called us the Red Raiders. And we would whoop on our starting defense. We'd score on them whatever we wanted to. And I'm steady talking. I'm steady talking all day long. And every time we turn around, I'm, I said, we about to run a run play. I say, oh, Bill is about to hit you right in the mouth. Hit him in the mouth, Bill. Bill come out the ball. He knew it was going to be a run play, and he couldn't stop Bill. Bill would, bam, once he snatched onto him, he'd drive and put him in a dirt. Man, it's, it got so bad our freshman year that they would tell us to, to, to stop. They would tell us to stop. Guys, stop. These guys got to play on set. Stop. Isn't that the best feeling in the world, dominating <laughs> right. a man? 
<laughs> oh god i i used to get the biggest woodrow wilson <laughs> every time i was kicking someone's ass um i stepped not i beat the piss out of stepnoski one game and i said you're supposed to be the next Frelick. i'm killing you and he <laughs> he was a sophomore i was a junior man i just I, I just loved it. By the way, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to Honey Badger here in a minute. But hey, you've been in how long you've been in Philly now? Almost 30 years. Yes, yeah, 27. 27 years. Yep. So 13 years ago, uh, Philly lost Harry Callis. Yes, yes, one of the best to ever do it, man. One of the and best that ever Brock. Had I know his kid Todd because he works with the Rays. Uh huh. And I used to get Harry Callis. Can you can you imagine that Philadelphia? had two of the most iconic voices for NFL football and John Facenda and yep. Harry Callis. Those two guys, when I grew up, were the dudes that were the voices of NFL films. I mean, yep. I think Harry, I, 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 I think Sable passed it on to Harry Callis after because Harry Callis is a Philly guy. I think he passed it on because, you know, John Facenda was a, like a local uh, sportscaster in Philadelphia. Well, that's where it is. It's, it's um, NFL Films. Is it right in New Jersey? It's New Jersey. That's where I, that's where I started my media career at. Man, I went in and I went into. Um, oh, you know you you knew Steve Sable? Yes, he 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 hired me. He personally. Holy hired me. shit! That's I, great. I'll tell you the story when we get back, man. Okay, you, dude, you you freaking knew that is one of the highlights of my life is knowing Steve Sable. What yep. an absolute caretaker of the league. I'll yep. get the honey badger. We'll do all that. Please hit the like button. Barrett Brooks, Dan Salil, keep it here on the middle. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back to the middle. Barrett Brooks, Dan Cilio. God, I love Harry Callis. That's right. Mount Laurel, New Jersey is where NFL Films is, man. And I had a chance yeah. I worked there to for meet the Sabres. Five and a half years. Almost six years I worked there. Wow. Yeah, man. So you work yeah. with Jaws then? I work with Jaws. I work with Sterling Sharp. Sterling Sharp is one of the, I know it's not quite the sharpest guys I know as far as in media, man. Talking about a guy who could do anything and everything. Never Shannon had a, or Sterling? Sterling. His brother. Yes, his brother. Um, Played against him when he was at South Carolina and when he was um, Green in Bay. Green Bay. Yep. He was a baller till he got hurt. Man, he would. He, I, I think he really would have. You know, at the time, yeah, they came in together. He would have surpassed all of Jerry Rice records, all of them. Dude, he, Sterling he was Sharp a was a hell of a player. You know what he does now? He's a, like a professional golfer or something. Yeah, yeah, he does golfing. He makes his money in healthcare, but he just plays golf all the time, man. In fact, he um. He's bought me two set of clubs. That's the only way I. That's the only way I'll, I'll go get clubs. Is if he sends he he sends me uh, stuff so I can go I can go get golf clubs, man. Tell me He's about you playing. being at NFL Films. Well, I mean, you know, at the time I um, when I first retired, <clears throat> I went back to school. Uh, you know, I'm in, I'm into healthcare too. You know, um, and I went back to, to school and got an MBA in healthcare administration. And when I while I was doing that, I needed something to do. So I was selling synthetic turf field for like a year. Got tired of doing that because I want to be in part of football some, somehow, some way. I stopped doing that. I said, you know what? I'm going to see if I can get into football somehow. So I knew Baldy because during um, the Super Bowl years, the two years that we were the playoffs, Baldy would have me come by and we sit down and watch tape together at his house, you know, on, on our um, playoff runs. And I got really tight with him. So after about a year or two being retired, I said, go up to him. I said, hey, Baldy, man, I'm – why don't you get me up at NFL Films? You know, I want to want to get up there. I don't know. I don't know if I want to do TV stuff. I want to see what it is to be behind the camera, just to see how it is. And he brought me up there. And when he brought me up there, he took me into Sable's office. And as soon as I got in there, he's hey, Barrett. How you doing today? I'm surprised you knew my name, Barrett. How you doing today? You know, so we just started talking. And I said, Yeah, I want to get into this. He said, All right, well, um, come back up tomorrow. So I just kept coming back up. And then five and a half years later. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I uh, so you, you know, interned at first. I, it, bro, I served. I told you, Good I served you. coffee. I served coffee to Jaws. Uh, uh, That's awesome. Cosell, uh, you name it. You know, Sterling, Baldy. Uh, you know, it was a lot of guys that I, um, you know, I just sat on it. I was just a sponge, man, just soaking it all up. That's how I, I started interning at a local TV station in Vegas. How I got into broadcasting. That's so great you got in like that. And yeah. so then you started moving your way up. Well, I mean, I, 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 was, I was a content producer. I would sit down and watch film, 
and I see I would just you know see how teams were trying to stop other teams. So I saw the conceptually what they were trying to do. So I would go, you know, I would go in, look at the film. And if I see a concept that uh, I thought would be good for the show, I would pitch it to whoever talent would want me to pitch it to. So I'd pitch it to Jaws or I'd pitch it to Baldy or Sterling. And Sterling, you know, once I showed him, once I would show him conceptually what I was talking about, he would go in and look at the plays and see what they were doing. He said, oh, you're absolutely right. And he'd write it in his book. And that's how I started up, man. So during the, in the midst of that, um, you know, at the time, who was it? Um, Jaws. Jaws was still with Monday Night Football. And he had a Wednesday tele- TV show, I mean, not TV, but radio show that he would have me on before he would leave and go up to, to Bristol to do, you know, Monday Night Football. And, you know, that's how I started doing stuff on radio. And, and then people start calling me, all right, you do stuff on radio, keep doing stuff on radio. The, the company, I mean, uh, the, the two um, competitors of for our radio, they wanted me to come go on those shows. And after they saw, you know, after people saw me, you know, or heard me doing those shows, NBC Sports, you know, was that time Comcast, start bringing me in. I start doing a um, weekly segment. And out of that weekly segment, I got a job with NBC Sports, you know, and I've been with them ever since. You know, I do a little ESPN college football. So that's how my career started, virtually being at uh, NFL Films and, you know, being around Sable. You know, I was there just before he passed away. You know, just before yeah. he passed away. You know, I was there during that whole time period, you know, the, the you know, three years leading up to it and a year afterwards also. Wow, man. What a legendary – that guy – that guy, films. in my opinion, from the time they started NFL Films, I would say that they have chronicled every single second of the NFL. And I'll make this point to you. There is not a movie studio in the country that has better camera people than NFL films. They're the greatest camera people. They would do it for free. That's how that's how much they love doing it. They're spectacular. Yeah, they would do it for free. And, and the, the action they put on it and, you know, find out. I mean, just little things as far as, you know, finding something, you know, and they watch, we watch hours and hours of film trying to pick up on little stuff, listen to hours and hours of, 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 of tape, you know, audio tapes, you know, just to find these little bits and pieces. to make Almost like shows. a quality control coach. That's what, that's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is, man. It was, it was, it was just fun, man. I mean, it wasn't a job. It wasn't a job. Think you know, about that, Barrett. Day. You could have probably got a job as a quality control coach. Right. <laughs> having done that because that's how John Gruden started. Gruden right. was a quality control coach. Yep for the uh, 49ers and he was breaking all those films down. Like you were watching and putting all third down and tens, third and three, second and seven, all that shit wide side of the field, minus 20 plus 20. You got to break all that shit down. You know, back in the day, they used to do it with tabs. They would have all these, you know, they would have all like, if you needed like film on something, they would have this card. I saw Belichick. He kind of still uses it. He put this, this, um, he, he, he would put this nail in like third and six and all the plays from that team, the rest of the things would fall. And all of a sudden, all the plays at third and six that this team wrote, he still has it. It's pretty incredible on how he still to this day, he's almost a quality control coach. All right, let me get, I, I've been kind of going past this thing here, you know, and, and Barrett, I'm getting to a point now where I'm talking about free agents. I'm not, I'm wondering why I'm doing it because I just don't see these guys really having an appetite for it, even though Honey Badger says, here's the three teams, and they're in order. 
Eagles, Steelers, and Saints that could land this kid. Now, I'll ask you, does he sign before the draft? Does he sign after the draft? Just an opinion. What's he waiting for? If you're this, if you're right here right now in free agency and you're he's considered still one of the big gets out there in free agency. Guy's got a Super Bowl. He's one of the better safeties. Yes, he gets banged up. Still, talent-wise, you'd line him up and say, I got a pretty good safety if he's in my defensive huddle. What's he waiting for, you think? He really didn't have anything to wait for. I think he's just taking his time, man. You know, when you're when you when you've accomplished what he's accomplished, he's he's afforded the the um he's afforded that option of taking his time and doing what he wants to do. He's afforded that option. He's done enough that he yeah, he can he can make those type of decisions. Is this money now? It's all money now. You know, who can offer him the best? Because if a team comes up and breaks the bank for him, oh, he'll be right there. That's just like, you know, with the cornerback that used to um, from from Carolina. You know, he's the same way. You know, Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, Stephon Gilmore. He's the same way. Uh, Nelson jumped on the opportunity. You know, he wasn't going to get more than that, uh, 10 mil for two years. I mean, he made out like a fat rat. Last year, he only made 3 million. So now he's getting, you know, 10 over, over two. Oh, come on, man. You know, which really puts the Eagles in a compromised position. So because they're now they're drafting for need instead of best available. They're drafting for a need. They have to get a cornerback now in the draft. Now, yeah, they have guys that can go in and, you know, and and, and play, um, you know, since right now, if you look at it, who do they have um, as far as, you know, somebody can come in and play? Um, the kid from Texas Tech. He's the only guy that they have that, that, that I I could see them looking at as a, as a starter going into next year. And and he, he he played a lot last year. He did pretty good for him last year also. Zach McPherson. You know, it started out at started out at Penn State and you know, played very well. He was a physical player. He he showed me a little bit. He showed me a little bit. He can be a guy that's going to contribute on the defensive side of the ball. So right now they, they got him penciled as a starter. So their starters right now is Darius Slay and Zach McPherson are the two starting corners. Avanti Maddox is the slot guy. And at safety, they have uh, Kayvon Wallace, kid from Syracuse, and uh, Anthony Harris. They just signed him from Minnesota uh, two years ago. So that's their secondary. Those are the guys who are going to start for them. So Jesus. is this enough? Not no. really. No. Their uh, defensive line compete? right now. Wait, wait, wait. To compete? Yes. yes. To contend? No. You see – that's you the difference me, right I, there. Yep, that's the difference right there. I think you and me are talking same language here. Look, that team, and I and here's where I'm going to go with you, Barrett. That team is going to compete this year, and they're going to be in pretty much every ball game. But you know what? We're not rooting for 500 here. We're 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 we, we, this is about contending, right? It's not about competing. Hey, when you were maybe this is going to be a kind of a quick a crazy question for you. But when you were in Pittsburgh, I guarantee you the attitude was different than when you were in Philly. No question about that. Because no when you were in Pittsburgh, it was about Lombardi trophies. When you're in Philadelphia, you were worried about winning the NFC East. And that's exact. We were worried about beating Dallas. That, like that. That's the East. That's why I said that. Yeah. You're worried about beating Dallas and winning the East. In Pittsburgh, yes, the rivalry with the Ravens was probably front and center. But winning yeah. the Super Bowl, 
because you probably looked at it like this. We beat the Ravens. We're in the Super Bowl hunt. And that's what it is. We knew one of the two of us. See, if you beat the Cowboys, since the Cowboys won those Super Bowls, it's not – you beat the Cowboys, you're winning the NFC East. When you beat the Ravens back in those days when you played, shit, man, you're you're, you're a contender for the Super Bowl. Well, it it went like this. The Super Bowl was going to come from one team – well, come from three teams, Steelers, the Ravens, or the Patriots. Those are the three contenders. Those are the three guys that were going to win the Super Bowl. And when we built our defense and our offense and our special two Colts, you know, they just had they, – they just had um, Manning. Okay. They didn't, they didn't have enough. You know, they started getting better, you know, when they when – was, was Freeney tough to defend on? Freeney was. He was tough, man. He was tough. He was quick. Um his pass rushing rules were always Short, going right. Yeah, so you had to bend your hips. You had to bend. That's what made him so good, man, because he had a great ankle bend, and he was so damn short that you had to get down. Another six-footer. Yep, but he was so light, though, that you can grab him. You know what I'm saying? But if you couldn't put your hands on him, man, he was definitely getting around that quarterback. It's, do you think that that's one of the advantages that Aaron Donald has is because he's six feet? Yes, that's and, definitely. And he, he's six feet and he benches 500 pounds. That's and he's perfect. Quick as shit off the ball. And you know what, Barrett, the thing that I see with Aaron Donald that I, that you and me probably back in our time, I just see that three technique that he plays in, he's got way more space in there than what I used to. Because if you line up on that three, dude, you're in a lot of traffic with the tackle and you. Or if you're on that one technique in a shade, Dude, the set getting a spin in there or doing anything crazy, you're gonna get annihilated in there. It just seems am I wrong when I say this? It just seems to be more gaps. Well, that's the because gaps are bigger, it seems, because of the passing game. He well, that's that's exactly what it is. That's number one. These teams are all spread out, but they give him the time to line up virtually where he wants. Like if he's gotta be in a three, he can line up way out there almost in a four eye if he wants to. Or he could uh, he could line up as tight as a, as a two a two eye, really depends on where he sees the matchup is. You know who 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 he thinks is the duck. You know what I'm saying? There's there's always one duck that you want to go against. They're gonna try to go out and get one duck to make sure that they have somebody that you know. All right, here's the duck right here. Here he is right here. He's their worst guy right here. So we, I got the duck right now. I got the duck right now. So you know. You always want to goose the duck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you think you so you you are looking at Honey Badger and Honey Badger Honey Badger right now. Do, do you think that there's sincere interest by the Eagles to try to land him? Yeah, I think there there is interest. I, I think there's a deal on the table too for him. So to me oh, then the deal's been on the table. Yeah, it he has. He wants to accept it. Yeah. But here, so it's money, but would you be would would you take a tad bit less more money, a, a tad less money, if you got an extra year on a contract? Or does the year matter? Because you know this. Sometimes if you sign a six year contract, you know that that's just phony money on the back end of the contract. People think when you sign a six year contract in the NFL, you're gonna man, you'll never live like that Von Miller deal. They'll never fulfill that six year contract no, in Buffalo no, with no. Von Miller. That ain't. The first it was three about years. the signing bonus and the base salary. Yep. So that it's more for Honey Badger about the base than it is about length of contract. It's more about the guaranteed. You get the guaranteed money. You know, like right now, what uh, you know, if you look at that deal up with Buffalo, 
all that guaranteed money is is is, is up front. Those those later deals, they that that means nothing to them. They they'll probably cut them. They'll probably cut them before that happens. You know what I'm saying? So he understands that. That's why he wants all that front loaded money. He wants that guaranteed money. That I gotta throw money. this. I gotta throw this one at you now. Tell me if you think that this hurts this guy's chances of landing. I was saying that maybe having a guy like Cam Newton, <laughs> uh, man, he it, it, he made quite a splash here. Have you heard? Have you heard what's up? No, what's what is it? All right. So Cam was on a podcast called Million Worth of Game. Million dollars worth of game. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. uh that's Philly. Those those are Philly guys. Okay, so check it out. Here's some of the quotes. Man, I hate women who can't cook and who don't know when to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, here another one. Here I got another one for you. Routes. It's funny hearing a woman talk about routes. <laughs> They said that. Yeah, Cam said that. Cam said Cam. Cam you know, oh, I, you I know, think, I did hear about that. I think he said, um, he said, women uh, who can't cook, they're no good, and who don't know how to be quiet, who don't know when to be quiet. These are quotes from him on this podcast. Right, I remember. I, I remember that. I remember and somebody that. goes like this: Hey, yeah. So they, they, the, the host goes, "Hey, man, you know that quote you made about." You know, when a reporter woman asked you about, like, you know, running routes, he goes, routes? He goes, yeah, it sounds funny when a woman is talking to me about running routes. Oh, yeah. I love Cam. I love his style. He's the only guy I've ever seen that could wear a cummerbund and get away with it. <laughs> I mean, he looks like Sugar Bear, too, you know? From from like Starsky and Hutch, man, he looks like a pimp sometimes, and I, I love me. I, I voted for him for the highest. I mean, I'm a I'm a Cam Newton guy, but dog, here you think he gets canceled now? Going like this, woman asking me about routes sounds funny, <laughs> dude. That dude, man, and I, I and like you asked me yesterday, what I like him as a backup here. I don't think he could compete with 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 Hertz to win the job, but we're talking about a guy can come in and 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 play sparingly. He'd be great for that, dude. He imagine having him as a wildcat guy down in the red zone. Right, exactly, exactly. Dude, you put that guy back there with Jalen. I mean, dude, you. I mean, Cam Cam gets in the. He could fall in the end zone. He's six five six six. He's enormous of a dude, man. <laughs> and he said that he'd be willing to play um, as a backup. That's what he says until it. Yeah, I know, man. Right. Yeah, it's that's too what much he says. Star. Yeah. Hey, hearing a woman talk about routes. <laughs> Dude, we used to. Hey, let me tell you this, man. We used to have. I'm not going to say his name. I'm going to text it to you after. Okay. This guy, man, just one woman. Who I knew from Miami too, man. She was with the Her- she was with the Miami Herald. She got a job with the Tampa Tribune, and these guys, man, they got hoses everywhere in the locker. After man, they're butt naked, man. <laughs> I just like I'm just going like this, man. I'm I'm sitting there, man. These chicks coming in here. Don't give me a chance. Screw it. 
I'm just going to drop it. I'm going to put the trunk in their ear if they get too close. Who said that? Wow. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, hey, he wore 56. All I know is that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know who that is. Yes, sir. Yes, oh, sir. man. He played with he, – he may have played with you in Pittsburgh. No, no. No, he didn't? No. Dude, yeah, coming in the locker room like that. I used to always have a – Dude, I can't believe I'm in the media because some people will ask me questions after a game. I go, get the f- – get, 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 I'm not talking about bullshit right now. I was so bad. <laughs> ask me a question about something. I go, how the hell would I know that? Well, you know, it, it's, it's different now anyways. You know what I'm saying? The way things go now is – Yeah, just- they got a cool down – they got a little of a cool down time now, right before the media can go. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, before yeah. Before they yeah. run right in there. You used to, you used to just, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, all guns blazing. You know, you just walk up in there and, and you know, and, and we're getting started right then and there. They, they give you a little time to, you know, calm down a little bit and, uh, and, and let things ride a little bit. You see who else to like run? Was that? You see who else to run? Uh. Uh-uh. Tony Dungy. For what now? Well, Tony Dungy's back in Ron DeSantis on this transgender bill, and he was standing next to him, and everyone's killing him. And I'm going like this. So wait a minute now. Tony Dungy's now a bad guy? Right. (laughs) I mean, isn't it crazy, Barrett, that if you have a political opinion, you automatically get put in a lane, even if you don't believe in 90% of what the Republicans believe in and tony dungy does it he just believes that men are men and women are women and yeah. he's standing up for that and he was standing with ron DeSantis, the governor of florida and now people on twitter are calling tony dungy now we really know you know he said before he wouldn't want gay guys in the locker room they're bringing all that up i'll tell you what man you know why most coaches don't want, and I'll say it, you know why most coaches don't want gay players in the locker room? It's because of exactly what the media does. You'll go up to a guy like Barrett or me. How do you feel about having a gay player? Man, that's got nothing to do with me. If he could play, I don't care. Right. I don't give a damn what I, I don't give a crap what he is, but why Why are you asking me that? Right. Why don't you ask management that? You put him in the locker room. I don't really care. If he could play, he could play. Bro. But they make it look like we have the issue. Right, right. And like- we don't. I don't care, you know. I don't care day, either. I'm, I'm, I doubt seriously worried about what's going on in my bedroom. So why am I worried about theirs? You know, right? What I mean? But, but the question comes back, doesn't it? Well, you know, all the you time. Feel? Well, you were surly about it, so I go, man, it got nothing to do with me. <laughs> That's the, like when you put a wife beater in a locker room. Hey, man, I don't condone it. Well, he's in your locker room. I didn't hire him. <laughs> that got nothing to do. Like when you put Lawrence Phillips in a locker room, how's that me? I got nothing to do with that. Right, right. You it put him in like there. Well, anyway, Barrett. And your organization, your organization supports this. How is that? You know what I'm <laughs> How is that? How am I involved in that right. conversation? Brother, you need to go on the boat with your boy, man. I'm, 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 I'm ready, bro. I'm ready. Captain's ready for me. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to roll, man. So. Have a couple Coronas today. Sit back. Have a good one. Roll it all in. Awesome, man. Hey, by the way, we're going to be off tomorrow Yeah, because of personal reasons um, and then back on Friday for a football Friday. So, Barrett, we love you, man. And, um, hey, you know I'll be thinking of you, man. Appreciate you, bro. Afternoon show, 4 to 6. Don't forget, we'll be out there talking some more about what's going on with the Eagles and in the National Football League. 
Hit the like button. We'll see you on the flip side. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right. Just by talking with Brian in my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.